You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to 3 a.m. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural. What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again. Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience. The validity of which can be determined by you, the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. It has been a while. Welcome to the 3 a.m. podcast. My name is DJ. My My name is Charlie. And that's it. (laughs) Dude, how's everybody doing? Pretty good. Us or the listeners? You too. Okay. Everybody here. The listeners are doing up. good. <laughs> I'm doing good. There's not much new. It's all well pretty standard. There me. is something pretty new. Oh yeah. We're in a new recording studio <laughs> right now. AKA my room. <laughs> we got evicted. Yeah, we did. <laughs> From our studio. Yeah. Our landlord um, was not happy with us. Who is our landlord again? Some weirdo named Kevin. No, uh, Kevin is moving out of the house, so we said goodbye to him as a friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and now we're here until we figure out a better situation. But <laughs> yeah, this is it. It's decent. It's okay right now. We'll make do. And for those watching, you might notice something new is our microphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking for like something new, like what's new. <laughs> yeah, we got new microphones. So we finally upgraded from our $12 mics <laughs> to some decent podcasting mics. So don't tell us that our quality is going down. Yeah, hopefully it sounds good. <laughs> uh, but it's only possible because of our patrons. So we want to shout out our patrons, especially Aaron Block and Brittany Pratt. Shout out. Our top tier patrons. They're producers of the podcast, actually. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, slowly growing. Better and better. Uh, update on t-shirts. A lot of people have been asking because we talked about them a few episodes ago. <laughs> Said our, we would have them done. <laughs> yeah. Our original printer uh, bailed on us, uh, which was really unfortunate. So we had to start at square one with another printer and things are finally in motion. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Should take a, a, another few weeks. <laughs> but <laughs> We promise. Yeah. If our original printer held through, we probably would have had our shirts by now. But so, we're excited. That was out of our control. But yeah, like I said, slowly but surely. Awesome. So that's us. Anything else? Current events. What's going on in the world? Ugh. A lot. Just some BS. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. In the news, uh, on Blast is a, a group of people who I'm actually okay with being on Blast. Yeah. Or uh, like bigoted against. Yeah. So th- that would be pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, rightly so. If the, if there's a place where we can uh, allow police brutality, it's with <laughs> pedophiles. <laughs> I think that's justified. <laughs> no. Uh, what's going on with that? I don't know. Uh, all I'll kind of want to say is a lot of people are getting accused of not coming out and speaking out against it, especially in Hollywood, because they might be 
involved. No, I don't. I don't know. It's like, who are we to say? We're not with that. We don't support that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's a. It should be a bigger deal than it is. Oh, like hundred percent. It should be bigger deal. The 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 biggest spotlight it got was when Epstein committed suicide, and then that fizzled out. It was just the next thing was wildfires in Australia. Yeah, you know, bro. But did you see that thing I sent today to you guys? Which one? The one where the judge who's on yes. the Epstein case, yes. like yep. your kid, got I did shot, want to talk about bro. That. Yeah. So say say that again for our listeners. So uh, allegedly, no, this is allegedly, <laughs> not allegedly. <laughs> IRL, IRL. Uh, one of the judges who's on the Epstein case, like her kid, got like shot by okay, a not an just assassin. shot. He's at home. There's a knock on the door, and he opens it up, and it looks like it's a FedEx guy. He's so in FedEx getup. Is a FedEx. Then, like straight Schwarzenegger from Terminator Two, where he pulls out the shotgun <laughs> out of the box. The guy just pulls out a gun and shoots this judge's son dead. Yep. And then shoots her husband. Did he? Yeah. A few times. He survives. Obviously, I read the article. Son, son <laughs> dies. Um, the son died. Yeah. Husband got died. shot a few times, but he's in stable condition now. Coincidence? Uh, I think not. No, it's shysty, bro. Super, it's super, not, super, no super. Bueno. It's so crazy. Do you or do you not believe in Wayfair? Oh. Okay. Here's my thoughts on it entirely possible yeah it's the internet has undoubtedly been used to traffic children in the past and currently right now the the crazy part of it would be if a mainstream company was doing that here's the thing though i'm good at photoshop the pictures that were put up on instagram i could make in five minutes so it's completely possible that some troll did that just to do that yeah, like 4chan or something. Easily. Stir the pot. Uh-huh. And who knows their who knows their motives, who knows their intentions. Maybe yeah, who knows, right? Yeah. Wasn't it anonymous that posted it about it or something? I, I think that's where it started from. And, and here's the thing, I want to say I do think it's possible and it could be real, but it also could not be real. What's scary is that no one waits to find out if it's real. Yeah. So all of a sudden Wayfair CEO steps down. All this stuff happens. Stock Their goes stock way goes way down. down. It affects real lives. If it's real, completely justified. But if it's not, can you imagine like how much that would suck? Like, what if you're a mom and pop shop and someone says, "Yo, you're a pedophile ring," and here's the reason why. And all of a sudden, it's just like your whole world gets destroyed. Yeah, it still needs to be innocent until proven guilty. Because like, not only is that affecting Wayfair, the company, it's affecting people's jobs who yeah. had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So. However, I will say, once again, very clearly, if it is true, burn it to the ground. I'm not supporting it. I'm not protecting it. But I would like to know, like, unequivocally. Kevin, who's not here tonight, his friends are very rich, and they purchased the $17,000 cabinet. And they were like, we're going to go on live tonight to, sh- to show you guys what we get. And it's like, okay, if it was real, Wayfair, if they were trafficking children, do you think they're dumb enough to, like, continue not confirm that you're trying to get a child so they'd like accidentally send you a kid you know what i mean damn we just sent these youtubers uh (laughs) yeah shucks melissa (laughs) yeah oh gosh (laughs) um but it's like they're gonna be a little more smart than that yeah you probably have to put in like a like a code or something for sure the same goes with pizzagate it's 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 tough to say but at the same time it's entirely possible and if it is true, burn it to the ground, dude. 
doesn't belong here. It is but, not uh, a sexual orientation. Did you? You heard it here first. Did, oh. you, did you hear about the dude who ran in with just all strapped up into the, the pizza shop? Yeah, he killed real people. Oh, yeah. damn. Trying to like break into the basement. That's wild. I don't know. It, it is wild. Like the Vigilante turmoil justice. right now is, it feels like the dark night. Okay, here's the thing. We live in a world right now where information can't be trusted. Nope. It can't. Which is so unsettling and, and really frustrating. And we also live in a world where I, I think a, a lot of people just read headlines and go with that. Well, like me and today. Because of that. <laughs> when Sean sent that article. <laughs> and because of that, like these companies have to put out more egregious headlines. Mm. Goes from something small to something huge that catches your attention and that's what gets passed on. Yeah. The embellishment is the focus and not like the actual content, but yeah. Uh, yeah. You know the uh the Asian store at Provo Town Center? Yeah. Like you can Where get you like, get weapons? Yeah, yeah. You can get like a massage and like Naruto merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you can get a candle and a katana. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brother. Um, I, I like to think that they also have a basement and they're they're training people to Ooh. to rescue like an underground railroad. Oh. Under- so they're good guys? Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no, let's not start something here. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Well, there's going to be riots clear, in the street. Yeah. They're good guys yeah. that we know of. It's all good vibes in there. <laughs> Our Hawaii trip got canceled. Oh. <laughs> yes. I didn't want to have mean, to live no, that again. <laughs> but yes, I remember that now. Been trying to forget that. Yeah, our Hawaii trip got canceled. It sucks. And I'm not trying to say that we're going through this super tough trial <laughs> because we're not. But it still sucks. Yeah. No, it's a blessing to even be upset about this, but still. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make it not fun. Yeah. It doesn't make it fun. Yeah, for sure. And none of for us sure. are balling, so like the, that was a huge sacrifice for all of us to get tickets. So anyway. <laughs> no. Anything else? Uh, DJ and I were talking the other day, and we just wanted to address this for everyone, especially a lot of the new listeners that we're getting. It started when we were reading reviews. <laughs> Yeah, and we noticed that we might have offended someone. <laughs> which a couple, is a couple people. Which is I'll be real Literally my entire a couple, life. Just two. Oh. From the reviews. Yeah. And I, I yeah. So we wanted to like address it and maybe talk about it. And that is how we choose to use our humor. And for us and for our specific friend group, because this is this is our friend group. And this is a conversation that is being held between good, good friends. And so there's obviously things we would say here that we wouldn't say like at church or in front of our mom. You know what I'm saying? Some of us, not Sean. (laughs) Sean will say anything in front of his mom or church. It's hilarious. (laughs) Um, But part of our humor and the reason why we're so close is because we truly believe that roasting each other is a love language. Finding the weakest and most vulnerable points in amongst our peers is... There's few other joys that <laughs> compare to the joy of Dude. finding those points. You smell that blood in the water <laughs> and you attack until it's dead. <laughs> so when we found out Sean was homeschooled, we talk about it till this day. We're going to drive it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's a game that we used to play. It's an app. And we've talked about it before. And it's called... Psych. How to... How to ruin relationships. <laughs> yeah. But it basically asks like different questions about somebody in that group who's playing. And 
if you're a normie, you would just give the real answer. You'd be like, their butt is big, or yeah. just like something real lame. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the whole main point is just we're very comfortable with making fun of each other, our ethnic backgrounds, of which in our friend group we have uh-huh. all of them. Yeah. No. Um, I don't know. What, what am I? I don't know. Like, I grew up, my best friends in the world were Mexican. Three of them. Three out of the five of my friends were Mexican. So they made fun of my ass for being Asian. I made fun of them for being Mexican. That's how it was. <laughs> and if you couldn't chop it up like that, you couldn't go back and forth. It's like a sign. It's like a barrier almost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Polynesian culture is the same. And in Hawaii, we have oh, Polynesians all the Asians are and, king of roasting. Yeah. It's all about like you have to know how to dish it out and you have to be able to take it. And like some can argue that it, it can be bullying. I think there is a line too. Definitely. Um, so that's why it's important to judge intent. Like, is someone actually trying to be racist right now, or are they just joking to, like, bring you closer together? Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all imperfect. So while we have those imperfections, like, let's take advantage of let's it. Let's make and, fun of them. And, yeah, <laughs> point them out. Um, yeah. It's, uh, like Charles puts it, it's punching up. Well, I, in comedy, there's a rule. You're never allowed to punch down. And so if you're a rich person and you make fun of poor people, that's like not okay. It would anger people, right? That's the rule. So some people would view us making fun of X, Y, and Z as punching down. But in my mind, we're all equal. I'm not punching down on anyone. (laughs) We're all equally trash. Yeah, we're all equally trash. So it's like when I make fun of someone, it's like, I'm making fun of the same as me. And if they said it back to me, it'd be. He's doing it out of love. Yeah. It's like, you're a nobody. But I know that because I too am a nobody. So, (laughs) yep. I hope that wasn't too preachy. But just if you're new to 3 a.m. and if we make a joke, just know it comes from a place of love. We're trying to just have fun and, I don't know, lighten the mood in the (laughs) world. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is that it? I don't know. Anything, any other thoughts on that? No. Um, did I ever tell you guys about the time that I uh, insulted a blind man for his disability? <laughs> oh, please do That's tell. That's punching down, bro. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> he didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, this is when I was attending Utah Valley University. Shout out to Wolverines. Wolverines, <laughs> boy. Um, there's a blind dude. I don't know if he's a student there. Or if he just hangs out there. No, no. This is before I saw him at UVU. I saw him on the side of the road. And he was trying to cross. Uh, I pulled over on the side. And I walked up to him. I asked him if he needed help. And he said that he actually needed a, a ride. So I gave him a ride. I can't even remember where this was. This was like six, seven years ago. And uh, dropped him off. And that was that. Uh, a few weeks later. I saw him at school in the hallway and I bumped right into him and I I got excited because I was like, oh, dude, it's it's the blind dude, you know? We chopped it I up for you. a little bit. Yeah. And I said, I know you. And I said, do you remember me? <laughs> <laughs> and I understand he could have maybe recognized me from my voice and I don't know how blind he actually was, but when I asked him if he remembered me, like, just by, like, looking. <laughs> I felt like the biggest... <laughs> like, as soon as the words left my mouth, 
I just knew I messed up. And I didn't know what to say. I got so nervous and so embarrassed for myself. Did you run and hide? That I just walked away. Did you treat him like a T-Rex and stand still? I could have just. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen him? No. He's, He's. Everywhere in Provo, he hasn't seen no, you either. No, it's it, no, no, it's it's crazy. <laughs> the craziest part is I was so afraid of him after that <laughs> because of what happened. DJ's I started sleep paralysis demon is this guy now. I started noticing him more, and he is everywhere. He's so everywhere. Avoid him, bro. It's I saw follows, him, bro. Last Saturday, um, I was working at the record shop. I left. Met my girlfriend. Is it Three Hive? On yeah, Three Hive hit DJ up. <laughs> I met my girlfriend at Center Street on Provo. We're going to a tailoring shop. She's getting a dress tailored for a wedding coming up. Uh, she is one of the bridesmaids, and he was standing right outside. Oh gosh, yeah. Have you never seen him before? No, He's everywhere in Provo. He's this Asian never. dude. He's like the opposite of a ninja. <laughs> It's like he's everywhere, but we all see you, dog. Supposed to be more snacky, bro. Yeah, I know. Uh, DJ, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but when I was a server, I walked up to a table of two gentlemen or two guys, and I went, "Gentlemen, how are we doing today?" And I looked to the right, and I saw the guy, and I looked to the left. And it, it was a lady who had cancer. So she had a shaved head. And it was, this is not, okay, so the reason we're laughing is because it is not the funniest thing. Like, it is so not funny. It's so not funny, it's funny. Like, it's the worst thing that could happen. So I literally walked up and I was like, gentlemen, how are we doing today? So uncomfortable. And I went like this, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. And I ran back to my manager and I was like, get me out of that section. Put put me in the other section. I can't do this. That sucks. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. They don't know that. Yeah. Oh, truly embarrassing. <laughs> Are you, is it worse to be embarrassed in front of your friends or in front of strangers? Uh, For me, strangers. Strangers, yeah. But you'll never see them again. I, my brain doesn't uh, separate that. <laughs> okay. I'm already embarrassed in front of my friends all the time anyway, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, whatever. We've been embarrassed in front of each other enough where it's like, whatever. Um, speaking of Asians. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> what? What? Um, I have a question. Are you allowed to talk in an accent? So if I said top of the morning to you, is that offensive? That's offensive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Legit question. What do you think? Uh, yes. Like personally to you. I've, I'm fine talking in an accent. So you don't find it offensive? I do not find it offensive. Okay. So if I did an Irish accent, not offensive. Not offensive. When does it become offensive? Uh, I think it's what you're saying. What if I went, oh, thank you very much. It's <laughs> not offensive to me. <laughs> I think it's funny Do right now. Do you feel a little it's offended, all, though? A it, little bit? A little bit, but that's what's funny to me. I don't know. It's all context. Here's my theory behind that. White people you can make fun of, right? Yeah. yeah. Like if I did an Irish accent, no one cares. They're after me lucky charms. No one out there is writing a letter angry at us. Excuse me? The second I make fun of a colored or a, uh, a race of color, uh, people get pissed. The, the lower class. You know why? Is because in their mind, it's punching down, which is really the more racist thing. That's true. Because they're like, oh, you can't make fun of Asians because they're so less than white people. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Which though? is actually what's racist. That's way more racist than me, sir. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you Who are you? Solved it. I'm philosophizing. Who are you? Bro? Who are so <laughs> wise in the ways of science? You're just Socrates over here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so great, um, Socrateseing me with these knowledge. Speaking of smart people, Asians. Asians. Uh, does the name Grant Imahara ring a bell? Is that homeboy that you covered? Oh no, R.I.P. Yeah. No. Grant Imahara is the Asian dude in Mythbusters. Oh, what? Yeah, he, he passed. just passed away. That's sad, dude. Mythbusters was like one of my favorite, what is it, reality? Not reality TV show. Just, just It was his own thing. Some good programming. It was Science, cool. It was bro. like. It and Bill Nye, dude. Yeah, if you, you grew up with Bill Nye and then you, you like your tweens and teenage years, you get into like the more advanced science. <laughs> and that's Mythbusters. Somewhere no. in there is BattleBots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, flip him, flip him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That made me really sad this week, but that's, that's other news. Thanks sad. for that sad yeah. segue. So, <laughs> so, so on that note. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I'm terrified of this Asian dude. I oh. can't get away from him. Bro. He has, uh, I don't know how old, he looks like he's in his 30s, but he has no teeth. And he's always wearing like an army jacket. So I don't even know. Charlie No Face? I don't know, dude. (laughs) Charlie Viet Cong No Face? I can't stop thinking about him now. But. What if he just like knocked on the door right now? Bro, I would legit throw hands. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, Sean, you have something for us. All right. Earlier today, we asked all of you. All our kings and queens. The listeners that are kings and queens, all of your favorite would-you-rather questions. And we got some pretty good ones. Nice. Uh, We'll do like a couple this week, a couple next week, but uh, we'll start you off with a a good one. From Miranda Forever. Hi, my, my. Would you rather only have music performed by Pitbull? (laughs) Yes. Or only music is Pitbull covers? <laughs> no, Worldwide. I want the actual Mr. Worldwide. No. no, I'm dead ass. Why would you want a cover? Depends on who's covering it. What if it was like Kanye West or someone you actually want to meet? How many, I don't how care. many songs does Mr. Worldwide even have? I think like, like three or four. Dude, that means we only can listen to three or four songs the rest of he our just, lives. He just occupies a very specific space and nobody should go there. But <laughs> since he's already there, it's okay. Then. Pitbull's kind of low-key, like I like him, and here's why. <laughs> Do you know, you know that Facebook contest? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. he had a Facebook contest, and wherever the top voted place was in the world, he was going to go there and perform a live show for his fans. And this was- It was, it was put on by Walmart. And it's designed to like his real fans so he could go there. It doesn't matter anywhere in the world. Well, some trolls on the internet heard about that, and so they sent him- to the most remote island in Alaska. <laughs> yeah, so everyone found the most remote Walmart <laughs> in the world, and it was in Kodiak, Alaska. So all the trolls on the internet went to the Kodiak, Alaska Walmart Facebook page and liked their page, and they gained this huge following, and that's what won the contest. And instead of being a prima donna or getting pissed like probably a lot of celebrities would, dude, he nutted up. And he went and to Alaska, went dude. <laughs> and he like spent time with the the natives there, like the local learning the culture. There. Yeah, learn yeah. the bro. He really is Mister Worldwide. 
Dale. Um, yeah. I think Pitbull's genuinely a good dude. His egg looking ass. Yeah. <laughs> What's egg in Spanish? Huevo looking Huevos? ass. <laughs> oh, bro, we can't do that. Huevos? You can't speak Spanish. Uh, you can't. Yeah. Huevos? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can. I can. <laughs> he can. Oh, I'm no. sorry. I didn't mean to be punching down on people uh, less than me. It's okay. Just don't do it again. <laughs> so, thank you, Miranda. Uh, for the answer for that, neither. They both suck ass. Thank you. Next. <laughs> All right. From Basic Target Mom. Shout out. Would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Oh, okay. Dude, I like being the... A little bit of a resident bad boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I feel you. Dude, I kind of lean the same way. I'd rather be a famous bad guy. Dude, my gut, and this is going to make me sound like a effing Boy Scout, but I Captain think I'd be America. an unknown hero because it's just like you wouldn't have to mess with all the noise. No one would know. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, but as a famous villain, even though everyone knows, you don't give a f- But what if your villainry is like being a pedo? You still mm. don't give a fuck. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Being a, being a superhero sounds overwhelming. Villain, it, like you're doing whatever you want. It's true. So I don't know. Probably a super a, a good superhero, but like moderately good. So like, like, I, do, I do like good deeds like for people. Like a Deadpool dude. Uh, not like, like an anti-hero. More like who the hell topped my gas tank off? Like <laughs> just like nice. There was little three things. quarters of a oh, tank the guy earlier in front of me in the drive-through. Paid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> paid it forward. Yeah. <laughs> I feel. I'll spot you an extra dollar in okay. the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. So like good, but like. It's like, who put that dollar? <laughs> it's called reverse pickpocketing. I'm sure hiding people be- do that. Oh, really? They walk around and try to put, like stick money in people's pockets. <laughs> we should hide behind sometime. the Doritos. Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, moving on. How about this one? From Volmir. Oh, how about it, Volmir? Spend 100 days alone in the mountains. Or a hundred alone at sea, you'd have all the supplies you needed. Mountains. What's the weather like? <laughs> Is it just <laughs> Ask calm? Volmir, Volmir. It's a calm at sea. <laughs> How's the weather? Volmir? I think he said it's going to be a nice calm sea. For a hundred days. Mountains. Mountains. Sea. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what kind of boat do I have? Uh, he says everything will be provided. Okay, like if you have a yeah. yacht. Uh, he says all supplies will be provided. So probably not the boat. Like You're a on little like a yacht? dinghy, dude. A little yacht? A little yacht. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, Mountains. Dude. I'll say mountains. Yeah. I think it's mountains. It's kind of a tough sell. You can like explore in the mountains. In the ocean, it's like. <laughs> you going to explore? Not really. <laughs> I'm talk- Stick your head I'm, in. I'm, thinking like, I'm good for today. Ocean. By the way, yeah, yeah, oh. <laughs> just like fifty yards offshore. <laughs> yeah, that's somehow worse. But you can't go to land. <laughs> yeah, you just see happy people walking around. You're like, dang, screw them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last one today. Would you rather, from Hiona Arts? Oh, I read this. Shouts one. out. Tattoo Charlie's face on your ass, or tattoo Charlie's ass on your face? Face on ass. Uh, Charlie's ass on my face, for sure. I'm trying to become one of those SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> it's if a you, knife. If you know about my my music career trajectory, it's definitely headed in that direction. Yeah. From crying in a Wendy's with a sprained ankle Bro, you just to a tattoo on the face. Making music about crying in a Wendy's, dude. <laughs> it's very XXX. 
Yeah, if you uh, haven't listened to our entire catalog, first of all, shame on you. Just kidding, but really, <laughs> go download them all. Help our numbers. Um, DJ quit everything, school, life. Told his parents to go f themselves, <laughs> and said, "I'm moving to LA for my musical career." Uh, Broke his ankle, <laughs> literally crawled home. <laughs> but honestly, like you know, it's an inspiration to us all. Yeah. With a dream and a cardigan. <laughs> Thank right. you for all of our listeners for sending those in. If you ever have a question and or story, please send them into our IG at the 3 a.m. pod or email them to us at your friends at the 3 a.m. podcast. Yep. And we'll keep going with those would you rathers next week. Cool. I think it's time to roll. All right. This is where we roll our 20 sided die to see who tells their story in what order. While we all have our own die. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. I have benefited from therapy in a way that it's allowed me to feel a lot more light, lightness in my heart my head, my emotions. If that's something that you are needing, if that's something that's missing, uh, give therapy a try. Give BetterHelp a try. Uh, we want to hook you up um, by getting it off your chest uh, and it be a little lighter on the wallet. Uh, go ahead and visit betterhelp.com slash 3 a.m. and you can get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m. Hi, I'm Matt Harris. Seton Tucker and I host the podcast Impact of Influence, which for two years covered in depth Alec Murdoch, who was eventually convicted in 2023 of murdering his wife Maggie and son Paul. That story continues to evolve, and we will cover that. Plus, we will tell you stories of other true crime events that have happened in the South. Please join us on Impact of Influence and give us a follow on the Impact of Influence Facebook page. When's the last time we've done this? It's been a long time. Shake them up, boys. I got a nine. I got, I got a 17. I got a 10. So it's Sean, me, and Charles. All right, boys. I got some good stories for you. Hit me. Hit me, King. All right. Well, first of all... Spook me, Daddy. We uh, just had a very old mystery solved. If you remember listening to like episode eight or nine, we talked about this. And at the point, was it solved? No. It was unsolved. It was unsolved. Now it's solved. When I was living up at the cabin, I came home one day and noticed that things were moved in my room. And I'm not going to say I'm OCD, highly functioning at least, but I know when things are moved. And to this day, well, it was like two days ago, to two days ago, I still had no idea what that was. And then the culprit revealed themselves. Spooky. Was it a ghost? It was the ghost of... Mine and DJ's friendship. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just kidding. But DJ told me, he was like, did you ever like figure out, out what happened in the house or the cabin? I was like, no, I figured it was Jordan. <laughs> and then he proceeds to tell me, oh, one time we were just up there visiting, just seeing what was going on. No one was there. So we decided to move some things in your room. <laughs> and he didn't say anything until two days ago. Minor things. Minor I things. I underestimated. I didn't think he would notice, but Sean... This is a gift that Sean has, his attention to detail. And I wouldn't call, call it OCD either. but It's more savant. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a higher form of thinking and being. Uh, it was like he had some hats hung on the wall. I just like turned it slightly to the side. <laughs> and he had like a pen on his desk. And I moved it to the other side of the, the nightstand and picked up all of it. I walk into my room and the energy is just different. I'm like, what? Just feel it. My crystals Permeating. have lost their moon power. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought I'd share that with you because I know you guys have been on the edge of your seat since like last March. We get a lot of DMs about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're right. <laughs> that was the most recent mystery solved in my life. Just want to share that with you. Next, where is your love life? <laughs> <laughs> That's also slightly askew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those crystals have been gone for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so secondly, after I shared a story, what was it, last episode, the bef- before our one in Maine, someone shared a story with us afterwards huh. that was eerily similar to what I told, and so I wanted to share it as well. But what, what story are you referencing? The Northern Lights. Oh, oh that's right. So we got a DM from Kaylee about a story that happened to her when she was about four years old. She said that she was living in Kotzebue or something like is that. Is this is this the same one who submitted a few stories? Possible? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Dude, thank you, Kaylee. She said she was about four years old. That her and her family were living in this town called Kotzebue. I think is how you pronounce it. She said it is about 30 or 40 miles north of the Arctic Circle. Now, at some point in the evening, her dad asks her to go and grab something out of the back of the truck. And they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. It's not really a strange thing for her, even as a four-year-old, apparently, to go out to the truck, grab something, and come back in the house. That's normal. So, And it's cold outside. So she throws on her jacket, runs out to the truck, hops into the back of the bed to grab whatever it was, And then she notices the northern lights and just kind of looks at them for a second. And then the next thing she remembers is her dad running out to the truck and like grabbing her and bringing her into the house. He throws a blanket around her and starts to warm her up. And apparently she'd been out there for hours just looking at the northern lights and they had been looking for her the whole time. Yikes. So... What she saw, I don't know, but the time loss was the creepy and eerily similar part to the story. Hmm. If anyone else out there has had a story similar to that, please share. It seems like it could be a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. For real. I wonder if it's only only related to the Northern Lights. Because uh, people have time loss a lot of different places, but I've never heard it connected to one occurrence. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Except for like aliens. <laughs> Yeah, but she said also that there weren't any, like, scars or anything different with her either, so she didn't think she was abducted. Mm. It was just that time loss that scared her the most. All of these time slip stories that we've had, all of them have occurred in the wilderness. 
except for one of them, the elevator. Oh, Do you remember the yeah. elevator in, in Chicago? Like Chicago? Yeah. But outside of the elevator, all the other ones happen in like a forest or in the outdoors. So I don't know, dude. I don't know what causes that. I Do you think it's something with the actual place, like the history that went on there in a previous time? Or do you think it's an extraterrestrial like aliens or something? Or even like a, like a merging of... Different universes universes or like i don't parallels know parallels parallels what yeah. if it's something more uh simple like a hiccup in your brain it could be because when you go to sleep at night you shut off completely it's a time slip yeah you essentially close your eyes and then the next before you know it you're opening your eyes and for most of us it's way earlier than you want <laughs> so what if like just randomly your brain is like oh i think i'm asleep and like shuts off or something and then a few hours later see I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. I was thinking, like, why would there be such variations in time that was missing, though? Mm. But, like, yeah, that could still be attributed to your brain. Yeah. Which by no means makes it less scary. Because if your brain's malfunctioning, that's, like, <laughs> in ways even more scary. Especially <laughs> at, like, a really young age. Ooh. And we're not saying your brain's malfunctioning, Kaylee. I'm just coming Definitely up with Definitely not yet. Yeah, this is Charles' theory. I still think it was My brain is bro. malfunctioning. <laughs> Huh. I don't know. That, that's just terrifying, not being in control like that, especially outside in Alaska where the stakes are the highest. Yeah. It's like cold. The, the part where he, she, she just it. remembers being wrapped There's in like coldness. Um, and being cold. Yeah. Bears. <laughs> and like the temperature being low. Abominable snowman. <laughs> and it not being very hot. <laughs> Thanks, Kaylee. Yeah, thank you for that and sharing that. Uh, like I said, if anyone else has time slip stories, please send them. Now, I have one more story since those were kind of just short and updates, really. Let me ask you real quick, though. Have you ever been over at a friend's house? Yes. No. And had something weird, strange, or unnerving happen that you couldn't explain? My friend's mom. Stacey's I don't know if she was mom. drunk. But she started coming on to me, and I said, Mrs. Gasway, no. <laughs> no, Mrs. Gasway. Dude, that must have been super drunk. That's not funny, dude. <laughs> so funny. Anyway, have we ever been at a friend's house and something has happened unnerving or weird? Something weird, unnerving, paranormal? No, not that I can think of. Sorry. <laughs> Disappointing you, but. Um, I mean, I think I've had several experiences because a lot of times we'd spend the night like telling ghost stories. I've done a Ouija board at a friend's house. We'd go on walks. We'd go explore. Mm -hmm. So yeah, things have happened, but nothing that stands out too concrete where it's like noteworthy enough to share. So, but and either way, being at your friend's house, you're at least out of your element and you're not familiar with the surroundings. This story comes from Dana the giraffe. <laughs> it was when she was a sophomore in high school. She would hang out with her best friends, Crystal and April. She said one day her and April went over to their friend Crystal's house. And it was one of those split level houses where you kind of come in through the front door you have the one level that goes up, the one that goes down. Yep. Yep. She said it was pretty commonplace in Omaha, which is where they were at. Also Utah. Very common. Yep. Now, she said that Crystal's house was also 
typically creepy to her. Mm. Like whenever they'd stay the night, there would be like footsteps or cats looking at things that weren't there. Yikes. Stuff like that. Now this day, uh, it was during the day after school. They were in the room that was above the garage and they could see from that room down the hall towards the front door, down the stairs. So they were on like the second level of this split level house. And they were messing around with the the message machine. So like, you know how you would record yourself and be like, thank you for calling so-and-so. They were actually singing into this message machine. That is old school. <laughs> so it was like the 30s or 20s? The 20s did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she said that her and April were, or sorry, her and Crystal, okay, her and Crystal were singing into this message machine in Crystal's house so that they could, like, save it on the message. That's what people would hear when they'd call and get that message machine. So they played it, and very quietly in the message they could hear themselves singing, and then they heard, shut up. And both of them are kind of like, oh, this is weird. And they both assumed it was just April in the background telling them to shut up. Like, okay, April, we'll be rude right now. Damn, chill. <laughs> so it's some petty-ass ghost, bro. Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. Um, so they decided to do it again. But they convince April to also sing with them so that they know it's not her unless she's like a ventriloquist or something. Equally creepy. <laughs> Equally creepy. So they do it again, and then they play back the message. And they're singing. They hear themselves singing. And then in a slightly louder, more aggravated voice, shut up. Now they're kind of freaking out right now. But there's nothing they can do about it. They erase the message. <laughs> and they decide to go again. Oh, God. Oh, man. You can't just leave that message on your message machine. That would be creepy for anyone calling. <laughs> and so they start to sing. And instead of hearing shut up this time, all of a sudden they hear bang, 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 bang of someone stomping up the stairs. And they look towards down the hallway towards the front door and there's no one there. And then whatever the sound was, bang, 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 as it stomps down the stairs and then down the stairs into the basement. And then bang, 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 bang. It's like just going up and down the stairs now. Now they're terrified. They, they have no idea what they're going to do. They can't go out the back door because Crystal's parents had put their dog back there and it'll bite anyone that's not family. <laughs> so that's out of the picture. They're going to have to go down this stairwell through the front door to get away from whatever it is. So on the count of three, they run down the hallway, down the stairs, and start running out the front door. F, dude. Can you imagine doing that with two of your friends? It's like, who's in the front? Who's in the back? <laughs> who's in the front? F, you, dude. Get behind me. <laughs> Dana says that she was in second place and was going to get out. But then all of a sudden, April kind of pushed her out of the way, and Dana's the last one now. And as she gets to the door to be the last one to exit the house, in the corner of her eye, she catches something. And she kind of looks over and sees this head just popping up from behind the couch. 
So now they're sitting on the couch looking at you. So like probably like on their knees or just whatever looking at you. And she could tell that it was a little girl Ew. with a badly burned face. Zuko. <laughs> Shireen Baratheon. Oh. <laughs> Rip, dude. Sad as death. Anyways, they run over to a neighbor's house. Their next door neighbor. I guess they knew one of the boys who went to their school there. So they're like knocking on the door. And at first, he doesn't believe them when he opens the door and they start to tell him what's going on. He's like, shut up. He's like, oh, well, shut up. Um, but then as they're all looking over back at Crystal's house, they see one of the curtains kind of open. Big no. And then close again. Oh. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, you guys can come on in. I, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not going to leave you out here. <laughs> So they just spend the rest of the day there until the parents get back home. And nothing else happened to them that night. But a few weeks later, Dana is back at her house. And she's down in her unfinished basement doing some laundry. So no parents, no one's home. She's finishing up the laundry and she kind of just gets this really bad feeling that something is watching her. And you know that feeling like... You're down in the basement, and if you start to go up the stairs, something's going to get you. Every time. Yeah, freak, dude. Every time. I know that's doing too well. <laughs> she gets this feeling as she gets to the bottom of the stairs to come go out of the basement. And so without like trying to let whatever it is that's following her know that she knows, she sprints up the stairs two at a time to get as fast as she can to the top. She does. She makes it to the top of the stairs. And she goes to close the door behind her. And when she turns around to close the door, the little girl is standing right there at the top of the stairs with burnt face. She slams the door in his face. And then she says, surely afterwards, they were actually moving. Like they ended up moving from Omaha to Phoenix. And she never had anything like that happen to her again. But also, she had no idea or never found out who the girl was or what the girl was doing. So to this day, it's a mystery to her. Frick, dude. Good thing it didn't follow her. I will say that. Yeah. Probably a good move to leave the house. Yeah. Yeah. We we don't know if that was like a malicious spirit, though. It didn't at, sound so malicious. Yeah. At most, just a little grumpy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> or like prissy grumpy. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you got, like you got the no from Simon Cowell on American <laughs> Idol. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Stop singing. <laughs> Shut up. That Shut was up. absolutely the worst performance. <laughs> worst voicemail I've ever heard. <laughs> but then it followed her to her house because this original happened was at Crystal's house. Oh, I didn't get that. It jumped from Crystal's to her house. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So it was for some reason attached to Dana. Hmm. Oh, damn, Dana. Now, Don't she said nothing over. else had happened to her like that, but I saw her once more after moving to Phoenix. But she doesn't describe anything, any incident after moving to Phoenix. Huh. Does it? Huh. Sounds like a case closed. Yeah, she only seen her once more, then that spirit has crossed over. <laughs> it's weird when you go through life and you have these experiences that don't seem to like have any reason or rhyme. You don't get closure on them. I don't know. Yeah, because, like, what if you end up seeing them again? Like, there is no closure. 
especially since it wasn't attached to the home. That's what's creepy. Because, like, I feel like you hear more often spirits attached to location rather than people. Than people. Huh. I met this Maori kid who was real Maori. So that's the indigenous people of New Zealand. And they have a word for him in New Zealand. It's called Hori. He's a real Hori Maori. And it just kind of means, like, backwoods. like. And he said he had a lot of... So the Maori people... I don't want to speak for all of them, but a lot of them are superstitious. They have a lot of customs, mm-hmm. and especially a lot of customs regarding like white people. Mm-hmm. So they believe white people can cast the best curses if they know magic. We can. So <laughs> when they cut their nails or they clip their hair, they collect every last piece. Oh, I have heard of that. Because yeah. they don't want you to take that and use it against them. So his family was really deep into like the mythical, mystical superstition side of Maori. And he had an uncle who was a seer and a medicine man. And he would do healings for people all around. And one time his other uncle came home and the seer uncle saw him and said, stop, there's something attached to you. And he hadn't said a word, but he's like, dude, how did you know? Like... He said, I've had this weird heaviness on me for like the last couple weeks. And he said, I can see it on you. It looks like a gecko. It's wrapped around your shoulder and it's like biting into you here. And he's like, yeah, that's like where it is. And he said, if I don't get rid of this, it's going to kill you. Legend has it that his, I think his name was Downs. Downs' uncle took the curse from him and died within a month. But he was like old and the guy, the kid he took it from was like 25 plus. Oh, dang. And he took it from him because he's like, it, it will kill you. So he took it and he died within like a month. It's crazy. Like how they kind of adhere to it. Mm. Like there's nothing we can do about the curse. Like it's here to say. So it's like, well, I'm the old one in the village or whatever. So and I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it rather than just stop it. And, <laughs> and that, I don't know how they all work, but. It makes me think, yeah, you couldn't simply just like cast it away. It had to be attached to someone. Maybe if he untached it from his uncle, it would go to a younger person, you know? Could be. So he just did like the best thing. Did you, did you ever listen to that Mysterious Universe episode where they talked to this, they talked to a girl who claimed to be able to see these types of entities that would attach themselves to people and she could see them on every person? Hmm. Like every person had some variation of what, 10 to 20 different entities that would attach themselves and she called she had different names for them and stuff like that it was it was a trippy episode Hmm. doesn't ring any bells right away dude can i chime in go for it yeah yeah uh we actually have somebody who submitted a story recently uh it was from one of the people on reddit who saw our post and they talk about their sister who they named tanya uh tanya apparently has this gift where she sees the auras of people yeah something very similar to that yeah sometimes the aura tells her about their history or their future or something about their personality lots of different things she doesn't control what she sees it's just laid out before her i think the earliest example they had was they were at a wedding for their mom's friend and tanya was just the the person who sent in the story wasn't born yet tanya was just a little girl with her mom at the wedding and Tanya runs up to the bride and hugs her 
and as a little girl tells her, I'm so sorry, I, I'm not going to meet your, your baby. And they had no idea what that meant. But the bride apparently was pregnant, and she didn't know. And the bride ended up miscarrying a few months later. So that was like one of the earliest examples of Tanya. Like, Using her abilities. Yeah, yeah, that being shown. And uh, it got worse and worse. Like she was so sensitive to these auras that sometimes it just overwhelmed her and uh, made her really anxious. And it was just, she was hypersensitive to these kind of things. So I think she was going to therapy or trying to get away from all of it and try to like dull those senses. And it worked for a little bit until Tanya moved back. I guess she lived out of town for school or work or something. And she moved back into the same into her hometown, not in the same house as her family, but the same town. And at this point, the person who sent me the story, I think was in high school. So they moved out and lived with Tanya for the remainder of high school. So while they were living together, they would have their high school friends come over and hang out. And one of their best friends, Rachel, walks into the house and Tanya has a full-on panic attack. Starts freaking out, starts freaking out. And she's crying, she's crying. And she starts to calm down, but she doesn't open her eyes. And she says, give me, give me a pen and paper. They give her a pen and paper and she starts drawing with her eyes closed. And she's drawing like the blueprint of a house. And she starts talking. She says the name Linda. Is that you? And she she's saying things in chunks and it's not fluid. So it's not really making sense. But she's like, Linda, is that you? She's like, here? Oh, okay, no, over here. So, and they're like, what is going on? Like, we, I don't know, Linda. And uh, at the end, she finishes her drawing and she has, I guess, like an X on the on the map or something. And looks at Rachel and says, this is where it happened. This is where Linda committed suicide. And Rachel's grandmother, her name was Glinda. <laughs> Glenda. So it wasn't quite on point, but close enough. But apparently committed suicide, but they didn't have all the details. And Rachel didn't want to... Like her whole life, she's been really saddened about that. Not knowing. Really, yeah, not knowing and it affected her. And she didn't want to believe it, that she did commit suicide. Something along those lines. I'm sorry if I'm butchering it, but yeah. They had never met previously. And the house that she drew, she said, that's the house. That was like my grandma's house. Like to a T, those are all the rooms. Like I was a little girl and I'd run through the house. Like that was, that was it. And that was the room that she died in too. Huh. So... Uh, I don't know, dude. It's like, who has determined, like, who has this gift and who doesn't? Or does everyone have this gift and some people have, like, practiced it or are more in tune with it? Mm. Like, does everyone have the ability to, like, I guess, unlock this if they did X or Y or Z? I don't know. For me, I'd like to think every human has the ability to or the, the potential or capacity to and then most of us are just turned off but from what it sounds like most people who can do it aren't trained in it so it kind of just like happens to them rather than them like using it do you know what i'm saying yeah. sometimes they like are in tune with it from an early age like tanya here 
but then I, I feel like sometimes they go through a certain experience, sometimes very like emotional, whether good or bad, happy or sad or traumatic, and it like triggers that, and then things start happening. But that's it for me tonight, though. So, huh? Shout out Dana, Dana, <laughs> the giraffe, and Kaylee, and DJ, and uh, Papa Bonkers on Reddit. <laughs> Uh, that's you. Mm-hmm. It's me. Mm-hmm. Moving at the speed of light. <laughs> Into eternity. <laughs> no, Chris Brown. Okay, some updates. The first one comes from Emily. I think she's from Utah. If she's not from Utah, she's living here in Utah. Thank you for sending this to us. But she said, uh, <laughs> she says, I have to tell you guys about this because it's your fault. (laughs) 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 And she says, it's it's one of us. She names us specifically. One of us. (laughs) Who do you think it is? Uh, Sean. Charles. She says, I'd never had sleep paralysis before this, and I blame Charlie. (laughs) (laughs) And all of his sleep paralysis stories. But Emily went camping. Uh, that's not the that's worst case yeah, I know. scenario. Usually bro. it's in your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> this time on your home turf. Yeah. This time you're outdoors. <laughs> um, in Satan's turf. So <laughs> <laughs> Emily says that she's camping in Mapleton. Mapleton is about an hour south of Salt Lake. She's camping last weekend with her family. She hates sleeping on the ground, so she brought her hammock. She said that her and her sister hung up their hammocks next to each other on the edge of the campsite. She said it's not intense camping, so they weren't deep into the woods. Like The dirt road was right there, and the public bathrooms were on the other side. But you're still not at home, and you're not even in a tent. You're just in an open hammock. She said she did like kind of try to cocoon herself in um, with the excess. I'm and uh, yeah. <laughs> But she said everybody fell asleep. Except for her. <laughs> she said she was dozing off when she sent somebody to her left. She felt a hand on the side of her leg outside of the hammock. She tried to shout, get away from me, but she couldn't move or speak. Finally, I was able to squeak out a groan and instantly the hand and feeling that someone was next to me vanished. I didn't check to see if anyone was there, either because I didn't want to see if it was something or someone or because I knew it was just in my head. But that was it. She'd even say, like, thank you, love your podcast. <laughs> she's actually like, yeah, she, I hate she, you, yeah. podcast. I hate you. <laughs> yeah. But in the very early episodes, we never actually put it in, but we recorded a disclaimer. Do you remember that? Like some of the subjects we're talking about, you know, yeah. might be. In- yeah. So we used to, we used, we like had seriously considered disclaiming our podcast. But yeah, obviously, we've talked about it before. When you talk about these things your chances of inviting them go up. So I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. (laughs) It be your own. My bad, Emily. (laughs) We actually have another casualty of the podcast where it was, so the husband, it's a friend of ours, and I'm not going to say any names. The husband listens to our, like every episode or close to it, right? Wife doesn't because she doesn't like scary things. Understandable, not for everyone. The first time, she was like, fine, I'll listen to this dumb podcast you always talk about. No, I'm just kidding. She didn't say that. But um, the first time she listens to the podcast, 
they both go to sleep and husband wakes up with night terrors and basically attacked <laughs> the wife. And I only laughed to hide the pain. <laughs> but yeah, they were. she was like, I, I blame you guys. <laughs> oh my Frick. Who is this again? Yeah, that's crazy. So anyway, yeah. I mean, we say it at the end of every episode, you know, like. Be careful. Yeah, be careful out there. Trust your gut. Watch your back. Like, But also, bye. <laughs> Love you. Yeah, good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Emily. Um. Okay, next one, another update before I share a story. Another person responded. Uh, a lot of people responded to our Reddit post, and this was one of them. I'm just going to read it straight. And for me, what got me was just how casual this person's tone is. This dude messages me. I assume it's a dude. He says, hey there, I've got a bunch of stories if you'd like. I dabble in the occult, so I know lore if you want help with background as well as personal experiences of mine. When I say stories, I mean stories. Ooh. What do you think? Intriguing. That's what he said. What define do you, what define do you think? the occult. Oh, <laughs> that's not me. Oh. He was like, so, so you in? <laughs> Is what he basically check, says to me. You check the N and give it back? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> uh, can you define the occult? The occult. For people who don't know. Uh, I don't know if I can give an exact definition. I The first thing I think of is Satanism. Supernatural, mystical, or magical beliefs, practices, or phenomena. That seems pretty broad. Yeah. Yeah. Why is the occult always paired with Satanism? I, There's I no, uh, is there a Christian occult? Well, I think if you are Christian, every path that leads back to heaven has to do with Christ. So any path that doesn't have to do with Christ is not of Christ, meaning of the devil. Mm-hmm. So everything just gets lumped in with the devil. That's not my belief. <laughs> in this usage, the occult is a category into which varied beliefs and practices are placed if they are considered to fit into neither religion nor science. Uh, the occult in this sense is very broad, encompassing such phenomenon as beliefs in vampires or fairies and movements like uf- ufology and parapsychology. Still kind of vague. Yeah, it's very, very broad. But uh, yeah, I think everybody knows, like, everybody has an idea of what the occult is. So whatever that is to you, that's like what it was to me is what I was thinking of when he asked me, like, I I dabble in the occult. So what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Like, do you play D&D or (laughs) are you cutting lamb open yeah and yeah drinking its blood yeah are you playing magic the gathering or are you sacrificing uh rabbits here <laughs> um i tell him yeah sure send it in I, I elaborate a little bit more thank him for reaching out and whatnot but uh he says i can write up a short background and uh i told him to send in like because he said he had a ton of stories so i said send them like a maybe like a table of contents you know bro if you see any latin don't read. <laughs> and it says, it reads. No. I actually um, have some of that in my story tonight. Uh, uh, okay, <laughs> let's. This is DJ's let, room, yeah. not mine. <laughs> I'll just spell it out and I advise you two not to say it. And at home, please don't say it. I actually want to say it now. Okay. Okay. But basically, uh, this dude says, uh, this post is a bit long, so bear with me. It may sound crazy, but take it with a grain of salt. 
My name is, I don't know if he wants it private, so we'll just go with Johnny. So my name is Johnny, and I've dabbled in the occult and paranormal for about 18 years. This ranges from bookstore Wicca to Levian Satanism to high and low magic to voodoo to spiritism. Oh, and shamanism. When I say dabble, I do mean actually partake in it. From summoning planetary spirits to banishing evil entities, making mojo bags, and projecting into other planes. Entities. Okay. <laughs> that said, uh, if you and your team are up for it, I wouldn't mind supplementing you with lore on whatever topic and information about any upcoming topic. Essentially, be on the, quote, research team. Oh, dude, we have a team. <laughs> like, say if you guys will be having stories about hauntings from spirits of the deceased, I'd give you a semi-short write-up containing facts about it and context if you guys like. Yes. Story-wise, here's what I can bring to mind as of now. One, asking an archangel to show me what Lucifer looks like. Parentheses, didn't end well. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the table of contents you got. <laughs> yes, dude. Uh, two, I, I'm laughing. I'm I'm laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. I'm laughing because uh, my sphincter closed really fast. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I'm laughing because uh, I'm not sure of a scenario where you see Lucifer and it does end well. <laughs> you're like, you oh, know? okay, that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Lala from Teletubbies. Yeah. <laughs> what a cordial uh, person. Uh, I've two. I've made a deal with Olympian deities. Three. I've summoned voodoo spirits, thinking they didn't show up, but apparently were there all along. Four, I've asked the help of an earthbound spirit in finding lost things. Five, the time I had went to another plane to talk to a best friend who committed suicide. She was familiar with the occult, but only watched me dabble with it. My skeptical meter's going off. Six. Okay, wait. Sean's skeptical meter is going off. Why, though? He says, I dabble, and uh-huh. then goes and gives us like 10 hardcore more than dabbling he did say, scenarios. though, when I say dabble, I mean practice. Yeah. Actually, dabble is a it. very, very loose term, then. It's true. I did tell him, you don't have to go into, uh, he said he had a ton of stories. So I said, just give me like a basic rundown of your background, maybe, or what you want to talk about, or some of your favorite stories. You don't have to go super into detail. So I'm sure he's just generalizing. So. Okay, the other reason, though, that my skeptic meter is going off is I feel like to achieve whatever level he's saying he's achieved, it would take more than just, like, bouncing from one thing to the next. Like, I feel like what he's describing is stuff that people have to be practicing those types of voodoo or Satanism or whatever it is for a longer period of time than just, okay, one year I'm going to do this, next year I'm going to do this, you know? Here's one thing I won't do. And I'm not going to challenge him. I'm not saying I challenge. I'm just questioning. I can understand your skepticism because it, it is also grandiose and broad. It's like, damn, dude, like you're over here in voodoo. You're over here in like, you know, English magic and then like alchemy and all, you know. But let's just say it's not real. He still believes it's real. And to me, that still holds weight at the end of the day. That's like me playing like the har- hardest core, like non-believer. Because like at the end of the day, he still believes some of it, maybe. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. hear you. Uh, let me finish this. Sorry. It says, uh, six, moving into a house where the prior owner died, helping him move on, and dealing with the nasty aftermath. Seven, when I got curious about spiritual portal, a spiritual portal across my house, seeing who was there. He said, here's how I can contribute. 
One, I've got various stories from dealing with demons, angels, dead people, earthbound spirits. Two, I'm well-read and versed on the nature of spirits, different planes, quote, how and whys of most occult things, helping with background or context. Three, if you're up to it, I actually have good recording gear. I make music as well. <laughs> so I can contribute voice clips, original sounds, tracks. Dude, I'm down. He also sounds like he's trying to sell us something. <laughs> he's like, three, I have an ointment. <laughs> I have an oil that can cure all. I have a black stone. I just got to wave it across your wiener. If each of you get ten people as well. <laughs> is this an MLM, bro? This is a pyramid scheme. Yeah. All-seeing eye scheme. No, no. It's, a, it's a funnel. Um, it's a downward yeah. funnel. Oh, yeah. uh, hmm. Well, there's only one way to know someone, and that is by their fruit. I'm I'm messaging him. Yeah, no. By all by all means, message him. So you don't have a story from him tonight? No, I don't. That's but just I thought you guys would want to hear that. I do. <laughs> but now so, I really want to hear it. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I'm looking at the table of contents, I don't know which one I want to hear first. Okay, here's the other thing. You can cut this is that I feel like me being skeptical about him is going to make him give us better quality content. Sure. That's true. Or, no, your skepticism isn't bad. No, 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 it's not. I, I I was just more like scared, like, dude, what if he like wants to prove you he's right? That's what I want. Because you're messing with the dude who curses people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to hear more from him. Because you brought that up, I'm changing my story tonight. God damn it. Really? Yeah. Because it kind of talks about it. It kind of talks about it. Yeah, and it does. Okay. So this is another submission from Reddit. Let's call this dude Ramsey. So Ramsey gives the preface that he is also a skeptic, which is pretty common in scary stories, seems like. Something that challenges the skepticism. But uh, either or, we're here for the story. Ramsey said that from the ages of 7 to 11... They lived in a home in which the previous occupant had accidentally killed himself, electrocuted himself, changing uh, some wiring in the bathroom. Like electrical. Jeez. Yeah. Bro, I've done that before. You got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, don't do it (laughs) with electrical. But he said the whole time they lived there, they had questionable things happening. Shadows in his peripherals, noises when they're home alone more than just the house creaking. He said that there was an extension built into the home from that previous guy, I believe, and no animal or child would go into that extension of the home for some reason. They, like, refused to go. Ew. Yeah. So a lot of weird things happening, uh, very questionable things in the doorways, whispers in the middle of the night, you know, things like that, right? Yeah, it was the normal things, right? He said there's two particular experiences that stand out said one night their family had a bunch of people over for dinner. It was a school night, and so they told him to go shower and go to bed. So he's in the shower. We've talked about this before, like psycho, where, you know, I think at one point in our lives, everyone is afraid of being in the shower uh, or something being on the other side of the curtain. He said he is showering, and I don't – it sounds like the curtain wasn't long enough to cover the whole thing. So, like – Parts of it are open on the sides, you know? Oh. Yeah. Dude, Cold. It's just going to be sucks. Yeah, terrible. water everywhere that, outside. That draft coming through. Uh, in Europe, when I was over there for like a month. Spain? Every, yes. Every shower, their shower glass was this long. 
So it's like the shower head's right here, and it's just like this, and then it's open. And I was like, this is <laughs> trash, dude. It was like everything was cold and wet, and I was like, oh, this sucks. That's weird because I thought European, at least bathrooms, especially public bathrooms, are good about privacy. Like America, we have like two feet of space underneath and like three-inch cracks in between the doors, and everyone can see you. <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> tangent, hard tangent. But uh, Ramsey's in the shower. And from what it sounds like, he hears somebody running outside of the bathroom into the bathroom. But the bathroom door was closed. And he said he hears this and he's peeking through the gap in the curtain and the shower. And he sees somebody runs right through the door. Not like Kool-Aid man, but like an apparition. He runs oh, through the door. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> the the creepy thing to me about this story is that it, it, it's like a... It's like an imaginary, it's like Monsters, Inc. to me. <laughs> but it manifests later on in life. Here, uh, I'll explain. Let me fill in the, the cracks here. Uh, explaining this thing, he said, it was a strange man that ran through the closed door. He was shorter than I was at the time. Obese, naked, entirely bald, and strangest of all, completely blue. Oh, he said he Paul Giamatti from... Big, big, <laughs> big, fat, big liar. fat liar. Yeah, he said uh, he had a smile with pointed teeth. Uh. He said he ran through the door, the door being unaffected, and the creature ran past the shower, and he could see its silhouette from the lighting inside the bathroom, silhouette through, uh, through the curtain, uh. run. And he said on the opposite gap, once it got there, he wasn't there, just disappeared. That was the first experience that he had that really stood out to him yeah it's really strange yeah yeah like uh, see what i mean by monsters inc it's like it like it's kind of funny and kind of laughable like a naked fat blue man (laughs) but like especially as a kid like that's like but also if you saw that irl you'd shit yourself yeah 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 yeah. it's also terrifying yeah (laughs) it's laughable from a distance in the situation and especially as a child it's traumatizing we respect your distance yeah second experience that really stood out to him is this close to the same time or much later this is while they were living in the house when he was between seven and eleven okay still same okay so he said he was watching he was watching tv i believe he was home alone it was daytime. He said in the hallway, he saw a giant. He said this giant was on all fours and was nearly as big as the sofa he was sitting on. He said that this thing was wild, with dreaded hair, less corporal, more shadow-like, jet black in color, oh. and was running like a bear towards him. Oh. Down the hallway, straight at him. Ramsey screamed, and as soon as he screamed, this giant vanished into thin air. He said this always stuck with him. He said he hadn't really given either of those events much thought until he was almost 18. He said his uncle came to stay with them for a short while. His uncle, unlike him, was a very spiritually inclined man, and for some reason asked, have you ever seen the family ghost? And Ramsey says, what? The family ghost. We have one of those? And the uncle says, yes, the family ghost. And Ramsey says, well, what about it? Uncle replies, 
And Ramsey, thinking this is ridiculous, Uncle replies and describes the man as giant, dreaded hair, bad teeth, and blue skin. So, like, each of those entities was the same thing? Maybe uh, maybe it is like the same thing. and can kind of take different forms. Maybe it was two different things. I don't know. Did he explain anything about the why for, like, the family ghost? He didn't. He didn't reply to me when I asked him. But uh, it's just a short story. But I love when, like, one of you will share a story and it will remind me of something that happened that I had totally forgotten about. (laughs) I'm not sure if Ramsey had totally forgotten about this, but he did say I didn't give it much thought. It's like... What was he supposed to make of that? You know, no answers until one day his uncle asks just a random question. You ever see the family ghosts? I've never heard that before either, though. I've heard of family ghosts. I've heard of like, I've talked about Hawaii has the Aumakua, like the family guardian spirit. Like usually takes the spirit of like the form of an animal. Like Mushu. Yeah, like Mushu (laughs) or Moana's, uh, was it the stingray or something? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I've never heard of a, Family ghost, and this one sounded like more malicious. I feel it was like the term him. I've heard is family spirit, or huh. like something like that, close to instead of a family ghost. Usually, the ones I hear are become like guardians. Yeah, because you're their prosperity, so it's like they're watching over their kin. This one sounds more like a poltergeist or something, where there's like a trickster element, you know? Yeah, the blue skin, bl- jet black. Dreaded hair is what it said. Sharp teeth, yeah. Just running around willy out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's Trixie, bro. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound like no, like, nice ghost. (laughs) You don't just hang hang dong and then you're like, this is my grandchild who I want to prosper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely not a good ghost. So, I don't know. Interesting. That's crazy. It's it's always, hmm, when you have an experience... And then it is validated by a family member. Is that more scary or less scary? <laughs> Depends on the person, honestly. But do you know what I mean, though? Yeah. It's like before I could have just been like, oh, I was hella drunk or, oh, I was hella yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah. But then someone tells you and you're like, gosh, damn it. If you're able to handle it well and not let it control you or yeah. you're afraid of it. And if somebody else confirms it, it's like, okay, I'm not the only one in this. At least we have each other to talk about it, and you probably don't feel whatnot. as crazy. Yeah, exactly. Somebody you might else is validating, but but somebody like who is terrified and traumatized by it. If somebody else mentions it, then it's like a trigger. I think, but hmm. dang, hopefully he gets back to you. Hopefully, is that you but tonight? That is me t- tonight. Sorry, <sighs> two small updates, one short story. So. No, it's good. I loved it. That's all I did too. So cool. All right, then it's me. Charles. It better be two small updates and one short story, dude. <laughs> I'm actually going to give you guys the choice. Because here's oh, the thing. Choose your own adventure. Sean's. No, no, no. Your first update made me want to switch my story completely and talk about something that I've been trying to research for the last couple of days. But then your second story with the ghost made me want to switch back to my original one. DJs? Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to hear about magic? Or more like haunting? Or should we let fate decide? Fate decide. Evens, it's haunting. Odds, it's magic. One. 
Okay. Magic it is. All right. It's interesting that we even did that way to determine because a lot of... Okay. So let me preface this. I don't... I'm not super knowledgeable on this subject yet. I was going to do a lot more research and then bring it up another time. So what I might do tonight is just introduce it and then do more research and we'll revisit it. But a lot of magic has to do with intent, the power of thought, and so even us just determining that, using that, is like a form of magic. Do you know what I mean? Uh, More specifically, I wanted to talk about the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Have you guys heard of that at all? Uh, There's a song called The Order of the Golden Dawn. Ooh, it's by Daedalus. Do you know Daedalus? I've seen that name. He's like a underground hip hop electronic producer from like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. And he has like, he's kind of like a madman. Every time I've seen interviews, he's always talking about extraterrestrial or I don't know, things that aren't of this world kind of things. I don't know if it has anything to do with re- to relate, but uh, yes, <laughs> it sounds okay. like it. Uh, so. If you know anyone who's like into deep stuff like magic, rituals, the occult, like this is why this made me think of it. The Golden Dawn has to do with that. And I'm just going to read the wiki for a second just to give you a little bit of context. But I mean, have you heard the name like Aleister Crowley? Yeah. Mm -mm. You haven't for real? I have. (laughs) Okay. Well, okay. Uh, (laughs) So like that name's synonymous with like Satan, satanic worshipers, magic, black magic, and he was hard out into, he was in the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. I just learned that growing up, Aleister Crowley was in a super hardcore Christian family, and from a very young age, his mom gave him the nickname The Beast (laughs) in reference to the devil from Revelations. (laughs) And he kind of took that name and ran with it. Ran with it. (laughs) Okay. So the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. What is it? Hermetic? Yes. H-E-R-M-E-T-I-C. Hermetic. It's not a common word. Okay. Um, And in Latin, it's Ordu Hermeticus Aurorae Aurorea or something like that. (laughs) Dude, no, I'm cutting that. (laughs) We're all going to die. You already said it. In 13 days time. No, the thing you couldn't repeat is in my other story. So this is more commonly known as the Golden Dawn, was a secret society devoted to the study and practice of the occult, metaphysics, and paranormal activities during the late 19th and early 20th century. Known as a magical order, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn was active in Great Britain and focused its practices and theology and practices on thurgy and spiritual development. Many present-day concepts of ritual and magic that are at the center of contemporary traditions such as Wicca and Thelma were inspired by the Golden Dawn, which become one of the largest single influences on 20th century Western occultism. So like if you want to know about occultism that we're talking about, a lot of it starts here. First of all, that's the freaking symbol. Whoa, that's like all the bad symbols (laughs) in one. Nice. All right, so it was formed in 1887. It went extinct in 1903. It's a magical organization that was really heavy, like in the UK. So just know it was a secret society. It was similar to other things like um, Masons at the time. Like it was very ritualistic. There's a lot of rituals. And there's rituals to advance in the magic. 
Uh, women were allowed in the group, so you could say it was progressive for the time. I will go into a lot more of the history in another time. One part of it was your friend talked about it, and it's astrally traveling. And so as you ranked up in the Golden Dawn, you would learn. You'd basically become like uh, an apprentice, so you'd have to learn the proper way to astral project, and they would travel through dimensions. And between dimensions, you would have to know specific passwords and signs to give to the sentinels that stood at like each of the planes. And if you didn't do that, if you didn't do it correctly, if you were wiling out and just did it on your own, it had like super bad consequences, death, um, like destruction, pestilence, disease, stuff like that. Or you just be ripped apart. You know what I'm saying? So that's just to introduce it. And these people, they'd get together and they have like crazy accounts of like traveling. What's up? Now, just imagine if like your Instagram was like that. It's like you entered your password incorrectly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Split in half. Yeah. (laughs) It's high stakes here. So anyway, um, like using intention and focusing it on something and then acting and seeing the results of that, like bringing it into fruition is literally like a form of magic that they would talk about and practice. So like the secret and stuff like that, a lot of that kind of like has similar themes. There's a lot of, uh, it seems like a lot of things stem from this. I don't know. There's, no, never mind. There's a lot of things. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. I, it sounded way better in my head. I don't know how to articulate it. No, no worries. Moving forward though, whether you believe this or not is up to you. But let's just pretend for a moment if you don't believe that putting really intense intention on stuff and then acting on that as if it's real has real power and that's like a lot of what they did or that's where you at least start right it can be very dangerous especially if you don't know what you're doing so if you just go out and you start messing with stuff that you don't really know about you can have a lot of adverse effects a couple days ago my sister sent me a tiktok video and it's called rando nodding. Oh, yep. Have you guys heard of that? Okay, what do you know about that? Essentially, it's an app that you download that you'll think of a question or you'll think of something, and then that app will generate a location that it'll direct you to go to, and it'll let's uh, manifest something that was related to what you were thinking. So instantly I see a TikTok link and I think, uh, ignore. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think, okay, whatever. Um, But then I'm listening to Mysterious Universe and they covered this. So it was like I got the text and then I went on a hike and I downloaded a Mysterious Universe episode and listened to it and it had it all to do with like rando nodding. So I thought that was, even that coincidence, I was like, oh no. (laughs) Like that means something, right? Especially in this realm. So rando nodding, it's an app like Sean said. That's hooked up to a quantum random number generator. And if you don't know what that means, don't worry, because neither do I really. But really what it is, is like super power computers that are outputting random numbers far beyond what the human brain could do. And this quantum random number generator is constantly random in the world. What's weird about it is that it appears as though human consciousness affects the numbers. So no one is touching the computer, no one's doing anything, but events in the world have an effect on the numbers. So they said, 
when COVID happened and the entire world shut down and was doing the same thing, all of a sudden the random numbers are doing uh, patterns. You remember the site Peter Knows? No. No? No. Do you? No. Are you for real? I have no uh, idea what that is. I don't know if I want to spoil it for you guys. Peter? I'll let you know. Knows? Peter Knows was a phenomenon on the internet in the early 2000s when internet was new. It was like during the days of like albino black sheep and e-bombs world and like before YouTube, before like when things went viral back then. It was different. It hit different, yeah. Like right now, every, virality is, you see a thousand viral things every day. Before it had to be something really special to go viral. There was a bit of like mythicalness to it. Yeah. It was magic. It was like, what? Yeah, 500 people are seeing this right now? Are you effing kidding me? And like separately? Yeah. <laughs> in our own homes. But uh, Peter Knows is just a website where you ask a question and they answer it correctly about you personally. Ew. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to test it right now. <laughs> Don't test it. Peter We'll answers. do it later. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, wait. I, I'm going to go into this. That seems like the same vein as this. So I was going to say, it sounds like Peter Knows got some funding. <laughs> so some smart dude made this app and set it up in a way that is, om- it's like a magic ritual, but people don't realize it. So what you do is you download this app and you think of something and you put all your intent into this thing. So um, Mysterious Universe talked about a couple examples. The first one was like, something I can't explain. Something unexplainable. And they channeled all their intention in that and they hit go. And the app connects to this quantum random number generator, gives you coordinates. So those coordinates should be random. And they go to it. And in the middle of this field, it's just an armchair, like sitting in the field. And they thought that's pretty weird, right? Yeah. So this rando nodding thing is picking up a lot of steam on TikTok. A lot of random people are doing it. And, uh, all of a sudden, people realize that there might be something more to this. So they start getting more wild with their questions. And it starts with, I don't know if it starts with this girl, but this girl says, hey, guys, we're going to go random nodding, and we have to think of intention, and I'm going to think of death. So they put all their intention into death, and they focus and channel that energy, which used to be a ancient magical ritual (laughs) and they hit this button and it takes them to these coordinates and I think the video is on YouTube (laughs) so I'm going to look for it real quick okay so we just found this suitcase and we're going to get it okay so they're like opening it up with the sticks because we don't want to other video i saw had more and it was on the news there's a body in that bag so some one of you explained that first video so we're watching these are the famous tiktok videos of rando nodding that have led people to believe that there might be more behind 
just this like fun app game. So why don't you describe this, or if you want me to do it, I will do. Well, these TikTokers, they are playing random knot and get taken. They didn't say what they concentrated on, though, did they? No, not in this one. But they get taken to this black bag. Looks like a suitcase, like a carry-on that's just on the rocks up out of the water. And they're, like, going down to investigate they it. Think, at they, first, they're, like, laughing. They're, like, it could be money. Like, let's see. Yeah, yeah. And then they go down. It looks like one of them tries to open it or, like, uses a stick to try and open it or something like that. And then they all start freaking out. And They said right when they cracked open the bag, a terrible smell comes out. And then they call the police. And so what happens is police come, they get the bag, and there's human remains. Like a severed body is in this bag. And then it's on the news. It's like proven. So that's mm. the first one. I'm looking for a specific one. So I just went random naughty. <laughs> I just went random naughty. And our intention was death. And <laughs> we were on our way to the spot. And I look out my window and there's someone laying in the gutter. With their wife literally like on them, holding them. And so I parked and got out and he got shot. And then she gave me the phone and I had to call the cops. And Darius was, he wrapped his jacket around the wound. And then the cops came and we got questioned and we said to leave. And I just dropped Darius off. Is that the one? That's the one. Okay, so girl goes rando nodding. Her intention is death. And I don't feel sorry for these people. <laughs> That's the thing. At all. It's like everything is fun in games to especially tiktokers and then she's crying hysterically because when uh, supposedly when she gets to the location the coordinates that were given her and there's a body laying in a gutter and a woman is holding the body and she's sobbing over him and they get out of her car apparently it's just them two like her and her friend yeah well uh who yes, she sees on in the, the gutter yeah, yeah on the ground her and her friend run up to them and they they say do you need any help apparently it's a husband and wife he got shot. Cops show up. They get questioned. They're free to go. And she's just explaining that. And she said that the caption says, please do not go rando nodding. And she's, she's pretty hysterical. Shook. Yeah. She's hysterical. She's like losing it. So let's entertain this and say that it did happen. There's multiple accounts of this happening. Oh, yeah. Like people showing up and people being dead. Is this something that we would try? Okay. That, that's why. Okay. Is that, that That's what you're getting to? Kind of. I would. So there has to be a way to hack it. Let's, think of money. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. So why, why is everyone thinking of like negative things? Yeah. I'm stupid. To think of like prosperity or happiness. Happiness. <laughs> Love. <laughs> oh, we go, so go, go straight to Jordan's house. <laughs> <laughs> All along, I knew it. Amy. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. So, do we all believe intentions have power? Yeah. Uh, like I can intend to like anything, anything that any action that I do is because I intended it. Like I want this room to be brighter. So I get up and go and I flip the switch and the light turns on. Okay. You know, so that's like basic level intention. Things that are outside of your control. 
that's where I'm like, I don't, you don't know. Either do I. And I don't, I don't think it's always like a sure thing, but I don't want to say it's impossible. I think, I think your intention can have an influence. Like if we have the intent of finding some demonic stuff and we go out with that intention, I bet we could find it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If you travel in a straight line, you're going to out. Yeah. So I I know, but rando nodding is literally that it's putting the intention and thing and then putting action to the intent, Mm -hmm. which is like a magical ritual, ritual, ritual. So whether or not you believe her, that's fine. I can see all over Sean's face. He's so unbelieving of this specific one or all of it. This specific one, I don't believe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I get that. She very, because here's the thing. She turned the camera on to record this. Yeah, dangerous. She's driving <laughs> and she has the. If she is, she's a good act- actress. Mode. Yeah. She's like, they hysterical. seem like real tears. Uh, I don't know if I believe that one because there's nothing to prove it besides her tears. Yeah, I think that she's one of those who just jumped on the hysteria and was like, oh, don't go random nodding. But let me also say, I do believe that intention can lead to, I believe in positive, mm. uh, it's not affirmation, positive, uh, what is the secret? I don't know, positive reinforcement? No, there's or, another term for it. I'll think of it. But intention, I think the question is, does it have adverse effects? Not only intention, but putting action to that intention. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I think you could also package that word into like inspiration. Mm -hmm. People will do things. Celebrities will do things and inspire thousands to pursue their own whatever. So I think when you do something, that action can be seen by other people and manifest other things to come about. Okay. Uh, it also ties in a little bit with like curses and stuff. So how voodoo, at least how I've heard voodoo works is a lot of it depends on if you believe it and then like your intention and the amount of energy you put into it. Right. Or we've heard of entities that seem to be weak and then the more that they were fed, the stronger they get. So I do think there is some sort of relationship of gifting or putting energy into something and then doing physical things to bring about something. Right. Yes. So this is hilarious and it's funny because it is TikTok. But yeah. there could be some element to it that like people aren't realizing that could be dangerous. Is random nodding something you want to try? I'd try it. But so wait, this is what I was going to make money. Do bro? you want to? Bro, I already downloaded that shit on my phone. So bro. this this was my thing. Sean is super skeptical. I'm not skeptical. I think you can do things like that. And the only way to find out is to do it. So if we wanted to do it, I think we should, but we should also film it. Possibly get content. Par- possibly get Parker to live stream it. Oh, damn. <laughs> have a backpack. I like know. A backpack. We can borrow it or have him come with. Let's talk to him. Dude, I might not even go. Well, it just depends on what intention we're putting on. Yeah, I'm putting on the intention to make some money. I don't know. Like, you can't just be like money and it takes us to like the employment resource center. Yeah, like what if it's like <laughs> some free lame money, thing. especially yeah. for me. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, there's got to be a way to hack it if it's real. I appreciate your skepticism because I think that keeps us balanced. I don't believe these people, but I believe the process. Does that make sense? I think we're on the same page. Yeah. I don't believe these people. So all of the videos we've seen so far, I could say that was done this way. That could be faked. Yeah, I mean, it's or possible. Or it could be faked. Yeah. But I also am a huge proponent for those positive thoughts will help you to bring positivity into your life. 
and like adversely yeah neg- and negative yeah, thoughts yeah. negative no things. i 100% believe in that so like the correlation between the golden dawn is they were a very real group of people who claimed that they could do things through a similar process to this like will things into reality it all starts with like focusing of the mind especially group focus which is like a thing we see all the time like if we all put our thoughts and prayers together you know blah 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 we have multiple stories about that we got to get straight miracles on what being we're done think about though and everything has like a everything has an opposite so these ancient uh, the hermetic order or the golden dawn had a very real process that was kind of similar to it where they would bring about things. And now there's like this app where all these kids are just like essentially partaking in magic and so things could happen. So I think it's interesting. And I guess my only warning is just be careful about doing stuff like that and what you invite into your life. Like, Emily, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) The sleep paralysis? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks. You're not alone. If anything, you join the ranks. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) dude that is creepy anyway uh thanks for going on a journey with me into the world of rando nodding these are my favorite parts of uh the podcast when we explore a a brand new space yeah a new concept a new territory new culture and yeah like the discovery and the fascinate like fascination of it is my favorite part so for you, if you guys made it to the end or you made it this far, we will keep you updated if we decide to go rando nodding. We'll document it, so look out for that. And as far as our Patreon story this week, we recorded an interview with me, DJ, and my two little siblings a couple months ago where I it was really fun. I got to ask them if they've had, had any experience because my little siblings listen to our, our podcast. Shout out. Aiden and Heather and we had them on and we interviewed them and it was really fun to see them tell their stories um, from like Aiden told a super hilarious one that is one of the funniest stories I've like I uh, I don't want to ruin it hilarious situation <laughs> <laughs> like if you want to talk about embarrassing it beats DJs like a <laughs> thousand uh, and then I got to talk or we got to hear from Heather who told us about her experiences in Savannah she lived in savannah georgia for a couple years and if you know anything about anything paranormal like that place is a hotbed so it was fun to hear her experiences like firsthand experiences are always the best so yeah for our patrons out there go over to patreon it's going to be up there listen and show my little sibling some love (laughs) anything else i think i'm good i feel good about this week's episode thank you uh, to everyone for listening subscribing, commenting, liking our stuff, following, rating, reviewing, all of that. It goes a long way. Till next time. Till next time. Till next time. Uh, Trust your gut and watch your back. Bye. Love you. Be safe. Be careful out there. Goodbye. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. 
this episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is the 3AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you. On the morning of August 1st, 1966, shots ring out from the observation deck of the clock tower on the University of Texas campus. It marks the infamous beginning of the modern era of mass shootings in America. You're listening to Stop the Killing podcast. Join us as we take you behind the crime scene tape to explain global mass shootings and mass attacks. I'm Sarah Ferris, but more importantly, this is Catherine Schweit, the former head of the FBI's active shooter program. I spent five years as the FBI's top executive looking for answers to the mass shooting crisis. I've been at the shooting scenes. I've traced heroic acts of bravery. And I've sat silently and listened to the heart-wrenching stories from survivors. Amongst this horror, there is hope. We all hold the key to stop the killing. You just need to know how to unlock the door. Download Stop the Killing and be part of the solution. Search Stop the Killing on Apple, Spotify, and all the usual suspects. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.